As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Look, you know, New York, look, New York is the mecca of basketball. Right, and we hear from people all the time, right, from players, from, you know... How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. He is Brent Katz, Knicks writer for The Athletic. He's got a banger coming out on today, whatever day it is today, Friday, right? He's got a banger coming out. What a way to start. Hey, listen, he banged it out. It's a Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Why New York has the pieces to make it happen. Story! This is exciting. We've been waiting for the shoe to drop for a while. We knew that there was a chance on him to get traded. We knew that he was interested in Miami and New York. And uh, the noise is coming that uh, New York is a strong possibility. Tony Jones, Shams Sharania, they had the big piece uh, coming out the day before. Fred breaks it all down here. Fred, explain to me why this is happening. Well, there are various reasons why this is happening. From the Utah side... It's just once you trade Rudy Gobert and you get back a package of, of just basically future-looking stuff, right? Even the veterans that they required back, those are those are for the purpose of flipping those guys, right? Like Patrick Beverly is – if he starts the season on the Jazz, he won't be there very long. You know, that that's for the purpose of flipping those guys and they get back a bunch of picks. And it's just you're at a point where you can, you can lose with Donovan Mitchell or you can lose with – whatever you can get for Donovan Mitchell. And I think you can argue that the latter part of that is uh, much more of an attractive option. I don't get the sense the Jazz are like rushing to trade Donovan Mitchell, that they need to get him out of there. First of all, there's no public knowledge, and I have no personal knowledge, that Donovan Mitchell has made any formal requests to leave. So it's not like things are crazy awkward. From It really just seems like a basketball situation. Second of all, Donovan Mitchell has four years left. He's going to have just as much trade value with three and a half years left. Uh, I, it's really a situation where, you know, people can argue that Utah doesn't have the same type of leverage they did with Gobert because no one's going to believe them when they say we'll just run it back. Except I kind of would believe them when they say we'll run it back because you sure. have four years left of Donovan Mitchell. This is not the clock is not running out on that. You have the opportunity to wait out a good deal. And Jared, as you know, the guy now running Utah is a guy you're very familiar with, and he is not one to get swindled in deals. He 
he asks for a million things and doesn't settle for 999,999, you know? (laughs) Is that one less than a million? I have to do the quick math. But what's so great about this whole saga is just the way the reporting comes out initially from The Athletic, where it makes it sound like the Jazz are looking for eight draft picks. Which is I can't even remember. Is there a le- is there a legal limit to how many picks you can send out? Well, so you can you can't rule makes it that it's just Sepian rules. So you can't yeah. you can't trade picks in consecutive seasons. Uh, so the Knicks have all of their own picks, but they also own four picks from other teams, and you can trade picks out to seven years out. Which means the Knicks can trade of their own picks. The Knicks can trade their 2023, their 2025, their 2027, and their 2029 first rounders. So they can trade up to four first rounders. That doesn't include swaps. Swaps you can do in consecutive years. So technically, if you wanted to get absolutely insane about it, you could trade those four picks I mentioned. You can Which do swaps in 24, does. 26, 28. There you go. Yes, I'm sure he does. The Knicks also own Milwaukee's 2025 first, Washington's 2023 first, Detroit's 2023 first, and uh, who else? Who is it? Who is it, Jared? Who is it? Someone else's 2023. Dallas's 2023 Dallas, first yeah. as well. Uh, all those picks are either the Dallas one is going to be in the 20s next year. The Milwaukee one is 2025 and it's top four protected. But look, Giannis exists. So chances are the most likely scenario is that's in the 20s. Uh, the Washington and the Detroit picks are a little more complicated. They're protected really far out and they're protected pretty heavily now. Uh, I think the value in those a little bit is that like you kind of control a little bit of their future. If Washington wants to make a big trade, that pick is protected until 2026. They can't trade a pick. The next first rounder they can trade is their 2028 one. They have to hit you up and give you an asset to remove protections and that kind of stuff. And it could end up still being a late lottery pick because that's just kind of the ground that the Wizards live in. So you might just in 2025 get the 12th pick in the draft, you know? Um, so it, those are, I think, more interesting than people give them credit for. But with the way the current landscape is, with all the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert, with all the Spurs got for DeJounte Murray, a swap, and two unprotected firsts. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, those Knicks picks are what will do it if they want to get Donovan Mitchell. I love it when Fred Katz's former beats come into the conversation. It's it's always just, you just see the, like, the little extra smile on his face. As he talks I have it. so much, well, first of all, that's like half the league. And <laughs> sec- so it's not that uncommon. Second of the all, Celtics too, right? Oh yeah, the 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 fact that the Thunder who I covered and the Knicks who I currently cover made a trade trading the Wizards who I previously covered first round pick to the Knicks was uh that was a big moment for me. I have intimate knowledge of that 2023 first rounder. That's the one they attached to John Wall to trade for Russell Westbrook a few years ago. That that is the most Fred Katz uh, sentence I've ever heard in my life. So <laughs> I have a I have a personal relationship with that future pick. That future pick is that that is like a bouncing around. That that's making its way around the league. It's like really, it's really, it's been really open. Like it's it's now gone to Washington. It's gone to the Thunder for Alperin Shengun. And now up to the Knicks. Who knows where it could be next? Maybe it's in Utah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So, okay, Utah is looking at a bunch of pieces besides the picks. Apparently, Obi Toppin, apparently Quentin Grimes, apparently Emmanuel Quickly. Absent from that list, R.J. Barrett. Why is R.J. Barrett not on that list? So I don't want to say this with any sort of um, in like a definitive nature. Reportedly. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not even saying the reports are correct. All the reports are correct that that Barrett doesn't make quite as much sense on either side in a deal like this. They're correct. But there's not a done deal. So negotiations change and priorities can change with them uh, and structures of deals change with all those things. So I'm not saying... I don't want to imply or explicitly say that R.J. Barrett is definitely not going to be in this deal. But the reason why it seems like, at least as of now, the more likely constructions of deals don't have him, because number one, from the Knicks angle, I mean, they've considered him the face and the future of their franchise really ever since they drafted him three years ago. Uh, He made really, really nice improvements in the second half of last season. He basically averaged 20, like 25 a game after the calendar turned to 2022. And I don't think it was a coincidence and I don't think it was a fluke. And the efficiency numbers were down. People concentrate on the shooting. To me, the efficiency numbers were really down because of his numbers around the rim, whereas percentages are not as good as they should be. But he's very cognizant of that. He became obsessed over the last three and a half months of the season. It was totally a conscious decision. He became obsessed with just attacking the hoop relentlessly. And it did wonders for his offense. I thought he just looked way better. He's only 22 years old, just turned 22. Uh, The Knicks really believe in him. And you're acquiring Donovan Mitchell to be good right now. You don't have to acquire him to win 60 games right now, but you have to acquire him to be good right now. Otherwise, why are you trading all this for Donovan Mitchell? And if you're going to be good, you need to hold on to your good players. And and R.J. Barrett has a chance to become an all-star caliber player. And I think the Knicks believe that. And they would like to hold on to that sort of guy who can help them in the present and also be a stable for their future. From the Jazz's side, Barrett is eligible for an extension this fall. And there's a, I mean, look, he's, I'm sure he's asking for the max. Uh, so all of a sudden, he gets really expensive. And if Utah is going into year one of a rebuild, they have to really, really love a guy in order to pay him that much right off the bat and tie up some of their flexibility. It's a 25% max, uh, and maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe he gets a little less. But all of a sudden, the value of a player like that, the value of a 21-year-old is they're on a rookie-scale contract. Uh, But the value of a player like that now is just fairly compensated. And when you're in a rebuilding situation, often you don't want the guys who are fairly compensated. You want them on the team-friendly contracts. And So I think that's why Barrett makes a little less sense in here than a Quentin Grimes or Emmanuel Quickly, or Obi Toppin, who are you know have been in the league a year or two less than Barrett, and you get an extra year or two of, of rookie scale on them. Uh, and I think Grimes is a guy who's like, I don't know. I've been really in on Grimes from the beginning. I think Grimes has a chance to be a really good player. Yeah, Knicks fans seem to love him. 
And I mean, my counter to the whole bear thing is that you're, you're getting, you're trying to get 30 draft picks so, so you can draft 30 players. So you can package those picks for somebody else you want. If you think RJ Barrett's going to be an all-star and he's really young and you're only paying him the 25% and you're basically emptying out your cap sheet to you know try to rebuild, then you want that guy, I think. And I really like RJ Barrett. I always have. So I, I kind of disagree with their position on it, but I mean, they know RJ Barrett better than I do. I'm sure they've been scouting him pretty hard, so they know what they're doing there. I mean, look, it could it could change, right? Like for now, Utah is just asking for an absolute swarm. This is why I'm saying I'm not saying anything is definitive. Total hypothetical, I am making up because this is how trades tend to work, right? Utah could easily be saying right now, all right, here you've got to give us your 2023, your 2025, your 2027, and your 2029 picks. We want them all unprotected. And then we want three of the other team's picks that you have, and you got to throw in a swap, and then you got to throw in quickly, and you got to throw in Obi Toppin. And Utah could easily be saying that. Nick should be saying that is seven first round picks, four unprotected, and two legitimately good young players. Absolutely not. No way. And then you negotiate down, and Utah eventually says, okay, fine, we're going to go to six picks, and you can remove one of the players. And then the Knicks say six picks is too much, and they say, fine, give us four picks and put in RJ Barrett. And then the Knicks maybe say, okay, well, maybe, maybe, you know, we'll see. That that's kind of how that that sort of stuff can tend to happen, even when neither side has the intention of putting RJ Barrett in. I'm not predicting that to happen. Um, like I said, I, think I hope it doesn't happen. Construction. It's so yeah, exciting like said, the that, idea of having Mitchell Barrett and Brunson all in New York together. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, look, the other part of this is that Barrett is eligible for an extension before the season starts, and they are going to have to wait out negotiating that extension now. Just because of this, because because of the chance is greater than zero that he's in a deal for Donovan Mitchell. And if he signs that extension, they can't they can't put him in there or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like the maniacal thing to do. Just be like, we're extending him right now. And then he's just off the table for Utah. Like that's Utah actually can't even ask. That's pretty brilliant. That gives you a lot of leverage right there. Yeah, you're like, sorry, can't have RJ Barrett now, and we're not giving you seven first round picks. That's unprecedented and insane, and you can't you can't counter by saying put RJ Barrett in. Maybe you want to extend him now if you're really against putting him in the deal. And that is knows? that that I'm just is the out loud. No, I mean, good job, Leon. I mean, Fred, but um, he's called me Leon. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, it's a, it was a good idea. Um, the the thing that's so interesting about this the the way that this was just been leaked out and the way that the market seems to be shaping up is that it seems like a pretty small market, too small of a market for the Knicks to have to give up this insane of a haul. Like we keep, we saw this with the KD situation where when the news came out that KD wanted out, people were talking about like how many all-stars do you have to trade for him? Do you have to give up 30 draft picks? And then nothing's happened because nobody wants to do it. And you can let the market, you can let the time of the market hang there and eventually kind of shrink down the ask. And so that's why I feel like it just seems absurd that the Knicks would have to give up such an absurd package just because they have it. I think that's very fair. Um, You know, I wrote in that story you referenced earlier that I think this has the potential to turn into a staring contest for that exact reason. The Knicks saying, we love Donovan Mitchell, seven first round picks for anybody is ridiculous. And the Jazz saying, we've got four years left with Donovan Mitchell. We don't have to trade him right now. We'll just wait until somebody makes a better offer. And if it happens next summer, 
then it happens next summer. Uh, you know, I keep saying four years, but the final year is a player option. So, so maybe it, it's, so three, it's years. Uh, three years. Better for me to say three years. Yeah. Uh, but, but with with the situation like this, what I will say is that when a team really, really wants a guy, they tend to just make it happen however possible. Look, look what happened with the Anthony Davis trade. Anthony Davis was like, I want to go to LA. I'm going to make things as awkward as possible. My agent is going to announce things publicly about me wanting out. It's going to get so awkward that I, Anthony Davis, am going to miss like the half of a season after demanding a trade because things got so uncomfortable. People in New Orleans are going to feel uncomfortable about it, but it's my way of getting out. I will only go to the Lakers. I have only one year left on my deal. And I won't say if, and if you trade for me, then I'm going to Los Angeles and I'm signing with the Lakers and the Lakers had all the leverage in that situation, and they still gave up a ton for Anthony Davis. They didn't give up everything. They held on to Kyle Kuzma. But they gave up a ton. I mean, look, the Lakers lost 49 games this year, and they are not, they did not pick in the draft because of that Anthony Davis trade. Like they gave up a lot. Uh and at least the Lakers did the right thing with hanging on to Kyle Kuzma. They figured out how to utilize that asset yes. just right. Just right. <laughs> yes. Well, it tends to happen when an organization is in a position to where they feel pressures don't necessarily just come from the basketball. And pressures don't necessarily just come from the, the vacuum of what's happening inside a negotiation. You know, you could say, okay, well, really the Heat are the only legitimate contenders. And there are some other teams where I could just guess like, oh, Donovan Mitchell makes sense. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay, if Toronto wanted Donovan Mitchell, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I get that. That makes sense. I haven't heard anything that Toronto wants him. And I think Toronto is waiting out the KD stuff too. And that domino is going to have to fall first for them. But you know, there are other places where I think Donovan Mitchell would make sense. I think the Knicks can give them the biggest, the best uh, return. But like, look, Leon Rose and World Wide West and this front office was brought in in part because of its relationships with players and the idea that they were going to gather young players, draft well, which they have, by the way, Um Load up on draft picks. They haven't traded any of their own picks. They're plus four on first rounders. Even after dumping six second rounders for Jalen Brunson, they're they're plus two in second rounders still. Uh, they 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 have good draft capital, and they are going to pounce when it's time to go get a star. And you know, I think Carl Anthony Towns, CAA guy, which is the agency Liam Rose used to run, um, and and Devin Booker, also CAA. Those, those guys ended up being on teams that just vaulted to the top of the standings way sooner than anybody would have predicted, and they end up extending, and they're just not going to leave, and, and Mitchell is is kind of the guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was some sort of pressure to follow through with the plan. Like, okay, the plan was do this and go get the guy when the guy is available, and this is one of the guys, one of the, the tier one guys that we have been talking about, and he's available and we are the favorites to get him, and we're not going to. So I I understand that that pressure. Even if you just look at it in a vacuum, you're like, that is too many picks. That is a lot for a guy who's never made All NBA and might not. I mean, you know, what's he a top eight, top ten? I think you can make, you can maybe name ten guards who are who are better than him, and you might think that's a lot. But it's like there are 
general employee pressures that go on with these sorts of things, too. Just to clarify, what agency reps Donovan Mitchell? Oh, CAA. Well, that'll do it for the Athletic MBA show. Daily Ding. Thank you for listening. He is Fred Katz, covers the Knicks for the Athletic. I'm Jared Weiss, covers the Celtics for the Athletic. Fred, uh, what else do you got coming down the pike, or at least what other stories do you want to plug for us real quick? Yeah, I mean, I've got, um, you know, I had that Mitchell story that that went up uh, late on Thursday. You can read that Friday over the Athletic New York or whenever else. Uh, I think I might have some Jalen Brunson stuff coming up. I've been brainstorming a Quentin Grimes thing. Uh, if he's still on the Knicks, I hope I don't start writing a Quentin Grimes thing and he's no longer on the Knicks. And maybe I could just fill in Tony Jones's job and write something on Quentin Grimes. <laughs> Grimes has been destroying Summer League. He looks tremendous I don't know. I think it's real. I I'm I I I totally think it's real. Dude's roasting guys off the dribble, finishing around the rim. His passing looks so much better, and we know the jump shot is there, and we know the defense is there. And if he is three and D plus, can do stuff off the dribble and run a pick and roll. My goodness, did the Knicks find something with the twenty some odd pick? So I'm interested in Quentin Grimes. There. I think we're gonna write some more. Donovan Mitchell when he got quit and drives. All right, that'll do it for us here. We'll see you next time on the day. Look, you know, New York, look, New York is the mecca of basketball.